Let's pray. And then we will get into it. Okay? If I could have your attention. We are going to do a good old-fashioned Bible study. Uh, they told me, they're like, hey, Aaron, you only have to teach two verses. And I was like, two verses? What can I do with two verses? Because I'm looking at these two verses, and I'm like, it's just two verses. But in two verses, you can get so much out of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it down. Okay? You good with that, Brancy? We're going to break it down. All right, what are we going to do, Trevor? We're going to pray first. What are we going to do afterwards? We're going to do it old-fashioned Bible. We're going to break it down. All right, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I pray uh, that you would help my words to be clear, and I pray that you would help us to understand what you want to say to us through your word today. We love you, Lord. pray that I would disappear and that you would speak loudly through me. Uh, everything about me, I pray, would go away, and that everything about you would be here and clear for us to see. We love you. In your name, amen. All right, guys. So we're looking at Colossians first, or chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. Just two little verses. Here's what it says. It says, and now, just as you, I'm going to circle some words that are important, okay? Just as you accepted, first word that we're looking at, accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You are taught faith will grow strong, abounding in thanksgiving, okay? These are things we're looking at. Now, check this out, okay? How many of you guys like Christmas? Anybody, does anyone like hate Christmas? Okay, Christmas time, I remember Christmas time. I wanted a present, I was like, of course, it's Christmas. I was like six or seven years old, and um, oh my gosh, I was so excited for a present because I knew what I was going to get. I was going to get a Nintendo Entertainment System. That's what I wanted. I was a chubby little kid. I didn't want to run around. I didn't want to play baseball. I wanted to sit around and play Super Mario and let him do the exercising. He'd be the one running. He'd be the one jumping. I would not. Okay, so it's Christmas morning. Christmas morning, and I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready to open up my present, and I'm so excited, and I'm unwrapping the box, and I open it up, and you know what it was? I have this on video footage. It's a skateboard. I was so bummed. I was like, you can see me on the video, I'm like opening up, and I pull it out, and it's this like skateboard with like Looney Tunes on it. I'm just like, why? What? Like there was another year where they got me a wetsuit. It's like, I don't want to surf. I want to play video games. They, they gave me what I didn't want. It was a bad gift. But how many here have gotten a good gift? Okay. Good I got gift. Okay. So, so the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, whoever wrote this, thank you for writing it. We wrote it in a version that's different. But look at it. Who has the New King James? Anybody? New King James? Okay. If you're looking at the New King James... What it says is, and now, just as you received Christ, or accepted, okay? Accepted Christ. Now, guys, listen. In the Bible, it says, just as you received Christ. Who knows what it means to receive something? Does anybody not know? What does it mean to receive something, Trevor? It means someone gives something to you, and you take it. And you take it. Someone gives something to you, and you take it. Uh, but it, there's acceptance, See, just as you accepted Christ. Here's the thing about Christianity, your faith, okay? Are you a Christian, my friend? You're, you have faith in the Lord? Okay, now listen, that faith, 
can't be like beamed from your parents to you. It can't be like you're born and your parents are like, oh, I beam faith to you. And it like just, and all of a sudden you're like a Christian, okay? That's not how it works. Because uh, like a lot of us can think of it that way. Like, oh yeah, I, I was born and I received my Christianity from my parents, but you have to accept it. Just like I did, I received, I was given a skateboard, but I did not accept that skateboard. You know what I mean? I was born into a family that gave me a skateboard, but I did not accept that skateboard for myself. I did not ride the skateboard. And a lot of us can be born into a Christian family and you can be given faith, but you have to accept it for yourself. You have to actually go, this is my faith. I'm going to use this faith. I'm going to, like a skateboard, ride this faith to wherever God wants to take me. So that's the first thing. Now what happens after we accept the faith? How many here have accepted the faith? Raise your hand. You've accepted it. Okay, good. You've received it from your parents. How many here are, like, can confidently say, it's, it's not just my parents' faith, but it's my faith? Like, it's, yeah? Okay, good, good. If you're not there, I want you to get there. Uh, and it takes time. But listen, okay? Here, here's, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it, okay? Just as you accepted Christ, Jesus your Lord, you must continue to follow him or to, okay, does anyone have New King James? Selah, do you have New King James? What do you have there? Read what it says. Let me see if it's the right version. You receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so keep on living in him. I like that. Keep on living in him. Does anyone have, what, what does yours say? That looks like a New King James. What do you got? It's not? Man, versions. You, you build a whole Bible study based on the wording of one version, and then everyone doesn't have it. Uh, all right, what does it say, Brantz? Read aloud, okay? As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So walk ye. <laughs> I think, you're, I think you're, you're, uh, you're doing the King James, which is like old school. I like that. Walk ye in him. Okay, so what it's saying is... It says, just as you've accepted Jesus, you've received Jesus, you've accepted Jesus, you must continue to walk in him or to follow him. That's basically what it means. I always say this to high school students, junior high students. I say, there's a difference between someone who's like, I'm a Christian. Uh, in the world, if you say you're a Christian, what that, I mean, and it's good to say you're a Christian. Don't stop saying you're a Christian. Um, who, who knows what Christian means? Does anyone know what that word actually means? Yes, Trevor. Little Christ. Little Christ. See, back in the day, it was an insult. It was like people in the Roman uh, society, like when Jesus was around, after Jesus died, came back from the dead, started getting a bunch of followers, and people, the Romans were like these rich guys, you know, these rich, powerful guys were looking at the Christians, and they're like, ooh, these little Christs, these little midget Jesuses. That's what they were saying. Like, it's all these, these little Christs. Like, they're trying to be like him. They're copycats of Jesus. So it was an insult, but they took it, and they're like, oh, no, we like that. We are trying to copycat Jesus. We like Jesus. So that's what it started out. People who were like, I'm going to look at Jesus and whatever he does, whoever he is, wherever he goes, I'm going to do what he does. I'm going to say what he says. I'm going to listen to what he says. I'm going to follow him wherever he goes. That's what Christians started out. But nowadays, when we think of a Christian, it's like, oh, I go to church. I'm a guy who goes to church. That's, that's what a Christian is. That's not all it is. It's walking with Jesus. Now, walking with somebody, what does that imply? It implies a what? If, relationship. Were you in first service what? at the other campus? No? Okay, because I stole from my dad's notes. See, if you're walking with somebody, it means that you have a relationship with them or you're stalking them, right? 
It's like one or the other. If, if you're like a girl and you're like walking home from school and some guy's just like walking with you the whole time, like either he's your friend or he's like stalking you and you need to pepper spray him in the face, okay? Or give him like a quick, swift kick in the kneecaps or something. I don't know. Anyway, walking implies relationships, okay? Now, what the Bible says, well, let me ask you guys. Do, do you remember when you got saved? Does anyone here remember when they got saved? Okay. When did you get saved, Trevor? Uh, I was in seventh grade. It was actually at that conference thing that James Frizee and I. Oh, was that to, uh, Arise? Young Arise, Man Arise? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. That's okay. when I really decided, like, okay, I mean it this time. That's awesome. So you remember when you gave your life to the Lord. Now, um, I was listening to my dad tell the story of how he remembers he gave his life to the Lord. He was um, with my, my grandpa, Papa Tony is what we call him. And um, he was a kid, probably about middle school age, and um, my, my papa, Papa Tony, asked him something, asked him a question, and my dad responds, like, with, he, I don't know what he said, but he said it was dirty. Like, it was something he heard at school, grandpa asked him something, and he, like, let out some dirty phrase, and it was like, as the words came out of his mouth, he was like, no, like, trying to catch his words and, like, pull them back in his mouth. You know what I mean? When you say something really stupid, you wish you were like, no, words, trying to grab them back and shove them in your mouth. And my grandpa, Tony, before he got saved, he was a angry man, a violent man. He used to get so mad, he would punch holes in the wall, okay? No, seriously. He, my grandma told me he used to punch holes in the wall. He was this, like, rough and tough uh, bread truck driver, this crazy guy. He used to drive around and, like, throw sourdough bread at people. Um, he was awesome. I love my grandpa. He was a bread truck driver. He'd, like, deliver bread to people. After he got saved, things change. So my, my, my dad remembers like how grandpa used to be kind of violent and kind of mean. Um, and he says something dirty, comes out, and he's looking at grandpa, and he's like, he's going to kill me. Oh, no. And all grandpa says is, have you given your heart to Jesus? My dad's like, no. And grandpa's like, I think he probably should. Uh, and my dad thought maybe it's because he's going to kill me and wants me to go to heaven. Um, but here's the thing. We, if you can't remember when you got saved, like let's say you're a Christian kid, you've been born into a Christian family. I don't remember when I got saved. I remember I was born into a Christian family. But a lot of times, if we're just born into a Christian family, we don't realize that we have to keep walking with Jesus. We're just like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm in a Christian family. Here's the cool thing though, okay? In the Bible, it says walk in him. Walk in him, not for him. Like, not like Jesus is like a slave master with a whip, like, hey, you better walk for me. Eh? Like, he's like sitting in a carriage and you're like pulling him. Like, that's not the way Jesus' relationship with you. It's walk in him. It's the difference between, uh, what's a cool pair of shoes? Anybody? I don't know. When I was a kid, it was like the wheelies, the sketchers that like lit up. Um, what's like the coolest pair of shoes you can think of? Converse. Converse. Okay. Let's just say it's like the nicest pair. It's like if it's like if Chuck Taylor and Converse had a baby, that shoe would be that it'd be that shoe. And it's it's like got gold on it and it's like it's it's got bling. It's like this amazing shoe. Here's the difference. Okay? Think of it as like what you get from the Lord, your salvation, your Christianity. It's the difference between looking at that shoe, that amazing golden fantastic shoe. And someone saying, hey, you're going to walk for that shoe. Take off your shoes. You're barefoot. you got to walk through the desert. And when you're done, you'll get the shoe. But you got to walk through the hot sand till your feet has blisters on its blisters. Okay? That's the difference between saying you're going to walk for the shoes 
or someone saying, hey, you've got a long journey ahead of you, take these shoes, put them on, see how comfortable they are, walk in the shoes. It's not walk for the shoes, it's walk in the shoes. And in the same way, to follow Jesus, it's not walking for him, like he's, we're dragging him along, but it's walking in him. It's walking in what you get. You get status, right? Who knows about status? Who knows about social status? Anybody? Like, what's low status? What's low social status, Brantz? One follower. One follower on, on Instagram or Twitter, right? One stinking follower. And people are just like, man, you're lame. But if you've got like 400, 500 or something followers or 1,000 or whatever, my, my YouTube channel got up to uh, Skippy Shorts when I did it. It got up to 5 million views, you know? So for us, we were like... Yeah, uh, not, not 5 million subscribers, but 5 million views. And we were like, oh man, we got a lot of views. We got a lot of status. But with Jesus, you get a lot of status. It's the difference between a servant and a child. Because Jesus says, I no longer call you servants. I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. So listen, if you're here and you're a follower of Jesus, you're a disciple of Jesus, you're born into a Christian family, you yourself have decided for yourself, I'm going to follow Jesus. It's the difference between, like, let's say, you know, imagine back in the day when they had servants in the house, okay? What does a servant do? A servant comes in the room and cleans up. Oh, yes, sir, let me tidy up for you there. Oh, yeah, let me, let me take the mail for you, sir. I'll put it on your desk. Yes, sir, oh, let me provide the food for you, sir. Here you go. That's a servant. But what's the difference? That's what a servant does. But what about a child? A kid comes down the stairs and goes, oh, man, mail, let me read it. Ah, something for me. Yeah. Or, and then a kid's like, oh, food, I'm going to eat the food. Like, like a kid has a place in the house and things are for them. And then if you're a good kid and your parents are like, hey, I've got something for you to do, then you're like, oh, man, my parents love me and they provide for me and they give me so much. Now I'm going to do something for them. But it's a difference. The servant, the slave, doesn't have the same status. You guys have the status of children of God. You don't have to come to God like, oh, I'm your slave and I'm just going to work for you and uh, I, I better just slave for you because that's the only way I'll get saved. No, it's like you are safe. You're in the home. You're God's child and you come to him and he's like, I've got so much stuff to give you. I've got so much spiritual food, so much amazing things to give you. And then he gives you those things and then he's like, hey, I've got a way for you to serve. And then you're like, oh, yes, a way to serve, a way to bless other people. It's, it's, it's amazing what we can do when we realize that we're children of God and not slaves of God. Now, here's the thing. Um, it says, let your roots clown into him. Uh, it's... <laughs> Let your roots grow into him. Like, please don't let your roots clown into Jesus. That would just be weird. I've never seen that. I don't know what that's like. Um, <laughs> it's okay. All right, now listen. When I was a kid, listen. When I was a kid, you know what I did? I planted an apple tree in my backyard. You know what happened? Can you, do you, Sessie, I'm coming over there. Do you know what happened when I planted that apple tree? Do you have to? It didn't, yeah, it died. It didn't even grow. It was like, I was so bummed. When you're a kid and you have a seed, when you're a kid and you've got a little seed, you're like, oh, man. Has anyone ever thought that when you're a kid? You get a seed and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to plant this. And tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and have like a giant tree. That's what I thought. But you know what? Growing takes a long time. 
and a long process. And what happened was I didn't give the seed enough chance to get roots. It's got to get those little rooties in there and start growing and start doing things. That's what happens. When you plant something, roots come out of it. Now, some of you guys have roots. Some of you guys have grown up in the church and you heard a lot of Bible studies and you paid attention. Thank you very much for that. Um, and you listened, and you took notes, and, and your parents sat down with you and was like, let's have family devotions. Let's talk about Jesus. And your parents, like, uh, do any of you guys feel that? Any of you guys know what I'm talking about? You had families that, that taught you about Jesus your whole life. Anybody here in that situation? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, so you've got roots. I had roots. I'm a pastor's kid. My parents taught me about the Lord. Some of you guys are very lucky, but you know what? You guys are so young, those roots have only gone down so far, you have a lot more growing to do. You have a lot more growing. And a lot of times, when when I was a pastor's kid, right, I got to your age and I was like, (laughs) I know everything. (laughs) I don't need to hear that Bible study. I know about David and Goliath. There's nothing I can learn new about David and Goliath. So please, pastor, teach me something different than David and Goliath. Please stop talking about David and Goliath. Has anyone ever been there? You, you feel like you've heard the same things over and over again? And yeah, you're nodding. And you're so young, Selah. What I'm trying to teach you guys is never stop learning. Never stop coming to a Bible study and saying, God, what do you have for me? What do you want to say to me? My heart is open to whatever you have. Because here's the thing. You can hear the same Bible story. You've heard, you can hear Adam and Eve. Genesis 1, or Genesis 3, actually. Genesis 3, you can hear it, and God can see, say something to you that you've never heard before if you just come to him with an open heart to hear what he has for you. But the growing takes a long time. You have to let those Groots go down. Or Groots, I am Groot. <laughs> has anyone ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy? It's so good. Go watch it. It's amazing. It's, it's clean. It's awesome. I love it. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, Tyler. Don't sleep on me now. Come on. No. Wake up, Tyler. <laughs> Wake up. Okay. Listen, guys. Listen. Okay. Listen. Oh. See, this is, I love this. I love this. I do high school now. They're all like, Aaron, you have to be serious. I come in. I'm like, here's a quote from St. Augustine. With you guys, I'm just like, hey. Oh, hey there, buddy. Oh, hi. Okay, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, this is, this is really key. Who has ever seen that a tree can be replanted? Has anyone ever seen that? You can actually rip a tree out of its roots and plant it somewhere else. And what Satan wants to do in your life is he wants to say, all that stuff your parents invested in, all that stuff pastors taught you, I just want to yik, pull you out, rip the roots out, and plant you somewhere else. Jesus wants you to be planted deep in him, but it's very easy to be uprooted and planted somewhere else. Yes, sir? I'm going to come over there parts of other plants and plant them somewhere else and start other plants from one plant? Yes, you can do that. You can do amazing things with plant science. I believe it's called botany. If you're a botanist, you're not a robot scientist, you're a plant guy. Um, so that, that's for free. You can take that. Anyway, okay, listen. Satan wants to replant you. And here's the thing. You've got, you've got the roots that you're growing down over here that the Lord is trying to do. But at the same time, Satan is trying to grow roots into you too. Because listen, a tree draws its energy from the roots of a plant. So if your roots are over here in a bad area, let me show you an example, okay? Um, I'm not going to like 
talk about this too much, but there's, there's mixed ages here, okay? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your parents, okay? But like for a lot of kids growing up, when, when they go through junior high and high school, they have a really bad understanding of what sex is all about. The reason is because their roots on the issue are from what they see on TV, what they listen to in music. Like, they have roots that are going down in the wrong direction. I remember uh, talking to a kid who was like in seventh grade. He comes up to me, and he's like, Ern, you got to listen to this rap song. And I was like, okay, and I put on the headphones, and it was just all this stuff about just being terrible to women and like beating women and just being horrible and, and just really, really bad. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, all the stuff the, this kid is learning, he's in seventh grade, all the stuff he knows about love and relationships, it's all coming from these things. It's these influences, and that's what his roots are. And guys, they're, seriously, there's so much divorce. There's so much abuse. There's so much stuff that goes on in relationships. I'm just, just one example. And you can look at the people in it and it's like, what made you act that way? And you can trace it back to their influences, the things that their cousins told them, the things that their brothers and sisters told them that were not from the Lord, the things they learned from watching movies. And it's like, that's how people act in relationships. So that's how I'm going to act in relationships because that's all I know. Guys, if you're getting your information on different parts of life and all it is is from movies and TV shows and music, I mean, there's nothing wrong with watching TV or listening to music, but you have to think, what is, where are my roots? Where are they coming from? Where is that information coming from? It, it all affects it. We need to be built up, right? Built up in the faith. Now, I'm going to wrap this up because I want to get into some groups, a guy, girl, or a guy and a girl group, okay? But listen, we need to be built up in the Lord. It's the same thing built on him we've got roots going down that affect us but also we need to build on something jesus tells a really simple story he says listen this is jesus talking he says there was once a guy who tried to build a house he built it on sand that was stupid because sand is wavy and wishy-washy and then when a storm comes the sand like evaporates and shifts all over and your house falls down and people are like you're dumb who, like, at le- like, everyone knows you'll never walk down the beach and, like, see a house just chilling, like, right where the waves are coming up. You'll never see that because no one is that dumb to build their house on actual sand. Everyone's like, I'm going to go a little bit away from the sand. I'm going to go to where there's a nice, firm, concrete foundation, and I'm going to build a house. And then I'll look out my window, and I'll be like, oh, seagulls. And they'll be like, caca. Like, that's, that's what people do. But listen, in our own life, Jesus says there's only one foundation, it's me. It's the rock. It's flat, it's strong, it can support you. It's not like there's all these different like foundations that you can build your life on. I'll build my life on a foundation of being a good person. Jesus says, it's sand. Or I'll build my life on like listening to my parents and being a really good kid. Sand. I'll build my life on giving to charity. I'll save my nickels and pennies and and then I'll be a millionaire one day. It's sand. It's all sand. You can try to be good on your own. You can try. But it's like if you're building all these good things and you don't have the foundation of Jesus at the bottom of it, at the core of who you are, then everything's just sand. And your house will eventually fall down, no matter how good you try to be, no matter how many good things you do. That's why they interview celebrities. They've interviewed celebrities who've had really bad lives and really hard lives. And and they've asked, like, hey, are are you happy? 
And they're like, no, I'm not happy. I'm, I have millions of dollars, but I'm strung out on drugs. But then they'll ask people who are like, they seem like they're doing really good. They're making a ton of money. They're giving away to charity. And they'll ask those people, and they're like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm good. I just wish I could be happy. Like, nothing ever makes me happy. It's because it's all sand. It's all sand. So, that's all I'm going to talk about for today. We're going to break up into some groups. I'm going to let Sienna meet with the girls and just talk about this verse. Do you want to stay in here and the boys and I can go outside? Does that work? In the hot sun? We just go out there and fry. We're so good. We're all going to... No, I'll give you guys room to talk. We, we get kind of loud and rowdy, you know, so... Um, church is going to get out in, let me think, like 11.15, 11.20, so you got about 10, 15 minutes to go. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, and then we'll get more into it, okay? Dear Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care about us. And God, we thank you that you're a solid foundation. Everything else in our life is just sand. Everything else we can build our life on eventually fades away. And God, we, we thank you so much that we can count on you being solid. We can count on our lives being built on you. I pray you be our foundation, and I pray we plant our roots deeply in you. Because God, a lot of us, we're, we're just trying to walk with you, but we don't have those roots. We're not trying to grow them. We're, we're, we're actually letting Satan plant his roots in our life. And I pray, God, that we would see the weeds that Satan plants in our life. We'd see the bad influences. I pray if there's anyone here today who maybe is thinking things they shouldn't think, and they, they realize it's because I'm watching this TV show, and it's, it's putting things in my head that shouldn't be there. Or maybe someone who's struggling with their language, and they realize, like, wow, like, every time I stub my toe, I want to say this curse word. And, and, and they can trace it back to, it's the music I'm listening to. It's the things in these songs that makes these wicked things come into my heart. God, whatever it is, whatever, I pray, I pray that we'd be able to see in our own life what are the roots that are causing these weeds and that we would be able to pull those weeds out at the root, God, today. Um, Lord, we love you. And God, we just want to walk with you. I pray that we would realize who you are. We'd realize that we're not walking for you. We're not pulling you around. But God, we're walking in you. We're walking right next to you. You're with us. You love us. Help us, God, to understand that today. In Jesus' name I ask, amen.